coming up on the Biz Women Rock podcast. In a marketplace, it's important that you grow um, both sides you know, somewhat equally because if you go and you get venues to pay on your site and you have no customers coming to the site, you're going to piss off the venues and lose that business. And if you're getting customers to the site and there's not venues to support it, you're going to lose that business. tuning in to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I am your host, Katie Kremitzos, and you are officially in the place to listen to amazing stories from businesswomen all over the world in all sorts of different industries tell you about their journeys that they've had so it can really have an impact on yours. To make sure that you keep up with all of these stories as well as all of the cool stuff that's happening in the Biz Women Rock community, make sure to go opt in at bizwomenrock.com. So the new year is here, and I got to tell you, I always love this time of year for two reasons. Number one, because um, usually I get to close out the end of the year, like the last week or two of December. I get to close that out. Kind of business really shuts down, and we get an opportunity to go out to Arizona to go visit my family and just completely like step away from business, um, which is really cool because it it allows me to hang out with my family and just be totally present with them, which is awesome. But it also allows me to um, come back into business very refreshed and missing what I'm doing in business. And I hope you have that same feeling too, because I came back from our visit to Arizona this year, just like revved up and ready to go at like a thousand miles a minute in my business. Um, and Uh, And this is the first year that I get to do my business being a mompreneur, which is so cool. And I have to tell you as a side note, of course, everyone in Arizona just totally fell in love with my little girl. (laughs) It was so cool watching uh, Sedona just get passed around from aunt to uncle to her grandma and grandpa and to, you know, lots of cousins and all sorts of stuff. It was just really, really cool. Um, So that was awesome. Had a great time. And again, it just allowed that time away from my business allowed me to come back and get really revved up. And I don't know about you. I know I talked about this on the last show, but um, I don't know if you had create have created your 2016 business plan. But I had done that a couple of weeks ago uh, in the beginning of December. And it was great because it allowed me to come back now and know what my plan is and to really get revved up with it. So I am super excited about this year. I'm excited about what you have on your plate for this year, and I can't wait to hear about it. So remember that you can always share with me um, in our Biz Women Rock community, our private Facebook group, about what's going on with you. We do a lot in that group, sharing resources and helping each other out, reach our goals for, uh, that we have for this year. So if you're not yet a member of our private exclusive Facebook group, Go to bizwomenrock.com. There's a a place for you to put in your email address and you'll get sent the personal invitation to be able to be a part of that group, okay? One thing I want to make sure to mention before we get into our show today is about a really amazing event that we have coming up in February of 2016. It's called PodFest. Now, you probably know if you've been listening to the show for quite a while that my husband and I own a local uh, organization, and uh, in addition to me having my podcast in the Biz Women Rock community, 
and through that organization, we've had it for over seven years, like seven and a half years now. And we put on events. We've put on thousands and thousands of events over those years, all educationally focused and all focused on the business owner, which is why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship. And um, and so we a few years ago, we both fell in love with podcasts. And uh, because we do events, we started just putting out, you know, different events in our local area about podcasting and about what we were learning through the Biz Women Rock podcast that is coming up on its second an- second year anniversary. Holy cow. Um, so we started doing that and more and more people started getting attracted to these events because they were learning about podcasting or they were podcasters that, you know, were sort of coming out of the woodwork that were saying, oh, good, I'm so glad I want to connect with other podcasters. So what we decided to do in 2015, in early 2015, is we created the very first ever PodFest. We had over 100 folks there, all um, current podcasters or people looking to start a podcast, whether it was, you know, to really accentuate their businesses or just because they wanted to have an outlet for a passion that they have. And it was amazingly successful. Well, we are doing the second annual PodFest 2016 in February, and I want you to be there Uh, A, because selfishly, I want to hang out with you, and B, there's going to be such great information there uh, and amazing podcasters there, people from literally all over. So this started as a local thing, and this year it has expanded to include speakers flying in, attendees flying in for this event. So I want you there. You can go find out more at podfest.us. If you've ever been thinking about possibly having a podcast, if you're a podcast lover and just love listening to podcasts and love finding out more about them, or if you are currently a podcaster and you've been podcasting for a while and you just want to hang out with other amazing podcasters and have a really great forum to do so, you got to be there. And on top of that, it's Tampa in February. I mean, seriously, do you want to be anywhere else other than close to the beaches in February where you can go hang out on the beaches? No. So come to PodFest podfest.us. Go register today, okay? Now let's get on with the show. My guest today is Jaina Cook, who's the CEO of eventup.com. EventUp is an entire marketplace where people who are looking to have an event, whether it's a wedding, a corporate event, uh, some sort of a party, a bar mitzvah, anything, they uh, the marketplace helps them link up to the venues that can house these events. And what they're really known for is not only having your more traditional event space, but also having sort of off-the-wall, non-traditional event space as well. So great example that she gives in this, uh, this interview is that, you know, let's say somebody is looking uh, because they want to have a wedding and they're looking at venues in Chicago. Well, on your normal, everyday kind of searching site, you might find like, you know, your hotels and stuff like that. This is, you can actually search for like rooftop locations in this particular community of Chicago. So it's just a really amazing platform that is absolutely fulfilling a huge need that the event industry has. Um, And uh, she just does such a great job of talking about that and how they are doing that. Now, in Jaina's past life, she was actually the vice president of development for Groupon. And so she has developed a lot of skills on how to create partnerships that drive revenue into the business. She loves startups. Her her expertise is within being able to get in the grind and the excitement of those first couple of years of a business so she can have a major impact. And she talks about how she does that so well. A couple major things to watch out for in this interview. Number one, she really goes into detail about 
how to deal with that awkward phase of a startup company of uh, a marketplace, which is what she has, which is, you know, you have you have two customers that you're trying to service. So and in, and in order for one customer to be satisfied, the other person has to be there as well. So she has, you know, people who are looking for venues and she has venues. And so she needs to make sure that all of those components are growing at the same time. So she really goes into how you actually do that and steps that they've taken to make sure that both components of this marketplace are growing at the same time and at the same rate, which is very interesting. And then she talks about how she structures her day for success. Uh, She had a couple really cool uh, tips that she does about how she structures her day, how she makes sure that she's uber productive. And let me tell you, this girl is uber productive because she is 33 years old and she is really known as one of those super driven women who just keep on accomplishing things. And you'll hear why in this interview. She just gets stuff done. I love it. Um, and then at the very, very end, we both kind of go into the psychology of how to get through down times and how to do that without beating yourself up and, and what's very real and how you can move past all that. So, you know, we both got some experience with that. So anyway, let's get going with Jaina. Jaina, what is going on, girl? I am so glad you're here on the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You are uh, you are up in Chicago, which uh, I love. I was just telling you I have a ton of family up there. Love, love, love the city. How long have you been there? Jeez, I've been here uh, nine years now, so quite some time. Wow. Feels wow. like home. Yeah. I lo- It's such a great, eclectic, vibrant, like energetic city. It's such a cool yeah. place. Yeah, there's so much going on. Um, so we're here to be able to talk about Event Up and a little bit digging into kind of your business journey. You've had a really, really interesting one. So um, before we really get into Event Up, can you give a little bit of a background as to kind of where you've had some experience and what kind of like professional path that you've taken? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm fairly, or I consider myself fairly young, but it's been fun ride and journey. Um, to start when I first graduated college, um, my first, let's call it quote unquote real job, I worked for Neiman Marcus managing and doing a partial buy for them. And that was really interesting. I really liked it. I was back in Michigan and then I met my current business partner and he, he's been, you know, Brad Keywell has been very integral in the, you know, startup community and started working for him at Echo Global Logistics really in its infant stages. So it was nice because I got my hands dirty in so many different areas. Um, I'd say overall, I've been fairly consistent in having um, a lot of experience in sales. So I was in sales. I was in enterprise sales. I was a team lead. I was a manager. I was a trainer. I trained the trainer, trained the next trainer. Um, It was just great experience. And then um, I le- I was with Echo at the time, and the Point started. So I was working with the Point and Echo. The Point is should I so should I say the common denominator is Brad. These are all been kind of his companies. Gotcha. So he was kind of taking you along to each one, going, okay, you've got this this skill set, girl. I want you over here with this new company. Yeah, kind of. It was also me, just like I think at a certain point in time, um, I really liked like the growth stages, the early, the setting you know, setting up the real processes and kind of right. the foundation of the company. So, you know, at Echo, we started 
you know, there's probably like 25 people. When I left, we become became or we before I left, we became a publicly traded company within four years. So oh, wow. yeah, so it was really fast growth, and it was amazing to be able to see that and be a part of it. Um, but I was still still with them when I started the point. The point turned into Groupon. I was vice president of Groupon, um, vice president of business development at Groupon for almost four years. Um, and then this is my next step. Um, so Brad and I um, started this March 2014, so a little over a year now. I, I just want to point out too, because this is one of the things that I had read about you, is that you uh, you kind of glossed over this, but... <clears throat> your position with Groupon, like you were a major player in a, a lot of those early strategic partnerships, a lot of the sales, a lot of the business development. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what what you were doing there in order to generate all that revenue and all that business? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it, it was great because I had a great product to sell. I mean, I think that that starts with, you know, whether you're starting your own company or you're working for your own company, you know, working for a company, you have to believe in the product. And I fully believe in the product and you know that it helped did help drive consumers and was a great advertising platform so was lucky again Brad kind of let me just have you know wings and say go do go do what you want to do and we started I reached out to like local friends that owned restaurants here in Chicago and um, it was actually similar to something I did at Echo I was like well listen like we're gonna expand to more markets and I need to start working on developing like key you know, key players, like instead of earning or instead of making, let's say, a $40,000 or $10,000 a month in Chicago, we can make that exact same amount of money across 100 different markets and it's a game changer. So right. had reached out to just, I mean, honestly, a million different, um, you know, retailers and restaurants and everything in between. And, you know, we ended up doing a deal with Nordstrom, which was a great opportunity. Um, that was solely responsible for that along with um, Gap. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, one, it, it was nice. I was able to, to really get my hands again involved in so many different things. You know, one of the things that I always love is, you know, I've always kind of looked up to Oprah and thought that, you know, she's really doing what she wants to do. And I really respect her opinions and, you know, people love her and thought this was Queen Bee. And I always kind of wanted to be on her show. And so, you know, again, started working on that and, was lucky enough to get Groupon in on the final show of My Favorite Things. Come so, on. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And, um, that was, you know, again, solely driven by myself. And so that was that was a big, you know, accomplishment in my my life. So that was pretty cool. And we did some more cool things with them later on, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, okay, so how did that now translate into Event Up? Like, actually, let's start with this. Can you give a brief description of what Event Up actually is so that as we move forward, everyone really is on the same page as what we're talking about? Sure. So really what it is is a website where you can find any event or venue space. So if you're in Chicago and you want something in, you basically use filters. You can look at every single thing that's in Chicago. Then you can say, okay, I want something in River North. So everything else goes away. You're just looking at venues in River North. Then you can say, hey, I want something, I want a rooftop in River North. Everything else will go away and it'll show you all the rooftops in River North. So it's a place where you can see, compare, and book um, any event or venue space. I love it. And I have to say, um, I, I didn't mention this before, but my husband and I run a local organization, entrepreneurs organization. We do a lot of events. And we oh, do, good. God, we do 
anywhere from eight to 15 events a month. So any, oh, wow. anything from your tiny events to like large, big blowout events, they're all business-based. And, and so I, I just, I was like, well, let me search on here what you got going on. And, and one of the, the kind of unique drivers about your business is that not only do you have like your typical business event space, you know, but you really, you but- have like kind of out of the ordinary, just kind of off the cuff type of spaces that, you know, one might not ever have thought of. And they definitely wouldn't be in your normal other searches. So right away, like three things came up and I had heard about two of them. I had never heard about one. And I was like, I didn't even think that was my, I'm sure you get this from a lot of users. I was like, I would have never even thought that's probably a really good place. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We get, we do get that a lot, which is, um, you know, which is really nice to, to get, um, You know, of course, the larger markets, we have more, you know, deeper penetration um, than the smaller mar- markets. But, yeah, it's really it, – we try to get everything. So you think about, yeah, your traditional banquet halls, but you're thinking of, you know, um, a private residence, very popular. Boats are popular. Mm. Um, art galleries, abandoned warehouses, like old warehouses. Um, it, it's pretty neat. There's a lot, there's a lot on there. So, okay, so here's what I really want to dig into is how the business model really works. And from someone who I would consider from an outsider's point of view, somebody who really thrives on the kind of startup, on the growth phase of everything. Right. Um, you know, like what what did you know that you had to sort of build out? Because you, you had bought the naming rights from another company, but you really built an entire business from scratch. So what kind of things in the very beginning did you do? Uh, and we're talking recently, we're talking March 2014 is really when you guys started. Yeah. So what kind of the major things did you know that you needed to to take care of in the beginning to actually build this business out? What components of the business did you need to build out? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, you know, chicken and egg question. I think yeah. it's kind of dependent on each business, but there are some, you know, key characteristics. And one of them is finding, really defining, like, what is your product? Like, who who is my target customer that I'm going to help? And is my product really going to help that target customer? Because I think a lot of times I just see a million different businesses created and I get that, you know, those businesses may be helpful, but sometimes they're only helpful to five people. And so making sure that, you know, our vision of, making this something that can go nationwide and really be of use to a lot of people was, you know, was the kind of the first step. And really all that is, is just getting on the phone and understanding um, from, you know, you or friends, event planners, like what is it that we can help with? Like how can we make your lives easier? And, and that's kind of how we based, based our product on that. So really aligning, um, I'd say two things at once, since we're kind of a marketplace, aligning and getting venues on board um, but equally as important, I like working on like SEO. So working on SEO so that customers are coming to the site and actually using it as well. Right. Okay. So this, you and your business model have a very unique challenge that a lot of, let's say, online resource sites uh, really have, which is how, you've got this awkward phase of we need to get venues in your case and we also need to get users so how what strategies did you guys have in the beginning and even now maybe as you're continuing to grow to make sure you're um you have stuff to promise to both of those camps yeah i mean i think i think that just a common you know marketplace challenge is making sure that you have enough inventory that would be helpful and then um you know making sure that you have enough customers so you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, one of the things that I've always really been interested in is SEO 
Um, I knew that there was, you know, you can do kind of searches in terms of who's Googling what and, you know, kind of understanding that I think that was one of the valuable things to me is a lot of people that you, in everything, people are going online, right? They're taking offline businesses and they're going online and um, they want to see, you know, what's, what's available. And so really working on driving SEO to get customers to the site. And then in the meantime, with a sales team, reaching out to the venues, making sure that they're aware and getting those venues on board. Got it. So it's just kind of like, you gotta, you gotta go all out on both ends, really. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, in a, you know, I think that there's different, every business is different. Um, in a marketplace, it's important that you grow um, both sides, you know, somewhat equally. Because if you go and you get venues to pay on your site and you have no customers coming to the site, you're going to piss off the venues and lose that business. And if you're getting customers to the site and there's not venues to support it, you're going to lose that business. Right. So, you know, it's a common, it's kind of, a, you know, common um theme with marketplaces is doing that. Got it. And is there ever any sort of like, um, you know, we have to have X amount of venues signed on with the promise that this is what's going to, it's going to be before we actually launch the site so that we have, so we can start to bring customers there and then start to build up both ends simultaneously? Yeah. Or is that yeah. how it really starts? Or is there like this promise of like, Hey, customers, just we're working on getting more venues. <laughs> like what, what is there? You know, because again, that's an awkward space. It is. Um, so I think the best route is always to kind of start in your hometown or wherever you are because you can generally get both sides of um, the market much easier in your hometown because you can literally walk into a restaurant or art gallery, explain your product and tell them and you're telling your friends and family. I mean, you definitely need some amount of content before you launch. Like definitely you can't launch with a venue and a customer. Right. Um, what that magic number is, I can't, honestly, I don't even, couldn't even tell you what that magic number is. I mean, if you take, um, I'm trying to think, I'm from Michigan. So if you took Ann Arbor, Michigan and went to our site, there's probably only a handful of venues, but there's probably only a handful of people using our site in Ann Arbor as well. Got it. So okay. you just kind of have to continue then, you know, you get a, you try to get a venue and for every venue, then you get more customers and then get another venue, another, you know, another set of customers and kind of going that seesaw way back and forth, I would say. I love that. Thank you for that explanation. Um, Jana, what is your role in the company? What are, what are your strengths? What do you spend your time doing? Yeah. So, I mean, CEO. So you see, you basically oversee everything. Um, I would say that my personal strengths or something that I've always been interested in is just the business development side of it and sales. Like, how can we, you know, how can we really create something that is disrupt the market? Our market needs a disruption, right? It's old, it's archaic, it's fragmented, it's frustrating. There's a lot of friction. So putting technology behind it to kind of get rid of a lot of those bumps is, is what I'm interested in. And I think the most important thing is developing something that your customers are going to use and they want. And so that's a continual process of reaching out to venues and customers and understanding, okay, well, this market needs more venues and this market could use more residences and understanding like what the market needs are um, is something I've always been, you know, really interested in. I love driving traffic. I like, you know, you know, technology, SEO. Um, I like all the building stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, you're just, you see everything, you see everything, Hi, you know, hiring is always a big deal. Get to make sure you have great people on the team. I love my team. Um, How many people are on your team? We have 26 people now. 
Gotcha. Wow. So what what are some of the um, tips that you would give any businesswoman listening who's running an ever-growing team? What tips would you give to make sure that they're being a good leader and things that you've implemented that you've that you've noticed maybe through tra- trial and error probably that yeah. work really well to bring the team together and get everyone on the same page moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts, honestly, with like the interviewing process. Like you have to make sure that those people believe in the same dream and the same vision that you did and, and are, you know, vested in the interest of the company. So I'd say hiring more than anything is hiring the right people more than anything is probably the most important step in any company when you're in these, let's call it first 50 people, these initial stages like that. That's really what's going to make the company more than anything um, you know, one of the things that I've done and a person had told me about this previously is when you think about your company, you think about overall branding, but also that vision, what is it about that vision and what is it about the people that you need that kind of go hand in hand? And so picking out, you know, five, you know, up to five characteristics that every employee that walks in your door, any person that you're going to hire has to possess. And, um, I think that's important. You know, I've seen, I've seen it that, you know, there, some companies look for focused people. Some companies look for creative type people. I look for somebody that's kind, cause I don't think kindness can be taught. I think you come in, you play nice in the sandbox, you work well with others. That's important. And resourcefulness and resourcefulness in the early stages is just imperative. Like if I need, you know, we're, we're entering data into spreadsheets right now, like it's all hands on deck. Like I'm, you know, I spend some of my day doing it. Everybody needs to be able to do, you know, the task and task at hand and be resourceful and and figuring out how we can get to the, you know, kind of next step. Hmm. Um, You guys are just a little over a year old uh, in this new endeavor. What would you say are the main uh, ways that are working for you to obtain more clients on, on both ends, more um, more uh, venues and more people coming. Like list one or two ways that are really working well for you right now to build both of those lists. I mean, the only way that we're building the consumer list right now because we have more consumers than we do suppliers is just SEO. So that's it. We haven't done any wow. marketing. So so you're not you're not really even putting any time into like social media or any or even like uh, any out outward like branding events or anything like that. No, I mean wow. we have we have Instagram, we have the social media, and it's important I think to have, to kind of grow those. But that's kind of an organic slow growth in my opinion. Like you just need to keep building your brand. That's not anybody's full time position. It's something that should take you know ten twenty minutes you know a day kind of thing. Mm. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, as you guys have been growing, talk a little bit about your financial model, just so everyone's aware of it. Like, what's what's the actual business model? What are the pockets of revenue? How is your business generating revenue? Yeah, so our business generates revenue by the venues paying a fee to be on our site. So it varies by market. If you're in, you know, extremely tiny market, we, we're not going to charge you, um, you know, higher rates. But if you're in New York and Chicago and you can get, you know, 10 quote requests a day, there's going to be a larger fee. So it's a set price for the year, depending on what market you're in. Mm, Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So because, and I'm asking this too, because you guys really still are fairly young. 
How are you going about getting feedback about your platform, about your tool? So, and how are you implementing any feedback that you're getting? Yeah. So, I mean, feedback, I think is something that, you know, I get two things. It's going to come naturally, right? Like you're going to get, con- your, this button didn't work. This thing didn't work. You know, that you're going to get feedback from the consumers. Um, reaching out to consumers and asking for feedback is important. I don't think we do it, you know, quite as much as we should. In terms of the venue and the supplier side, I mean, I talk to at least one venue every day and are getting ideas on how to improve the product. Mm, very, very cool. Yeah, so I think it's you got to you got to make sure you're having those conversations. Uh, Jaina, I'm always very, very interested to know what, you know, super savvy business women do to make sure that they're staying productive. Um, you know, what, what tools or resources or app or apps or anything like that do you use on a regular basis to help yourself stay productive and make sure that you're focusing on the, the most important things? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a huge struggle. Um, you know, one thing that I always pretty much every day ask myself multiple times is what am I doing to set myself up for success in a week? So if it's, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours that you can reach out to other people, which is basically nine to five. Um, if, you know, if we're entering stuff into an Excel worksheet, I'm going to do that after business hours. So making sure you're prioritizing what's important and being able to move that needle is just huge. You know, one of the tools that we use just internally is Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way just to keep track of all your leads, keep track of tasks, keep track of following up. I mean, if I put follow-ups on my Google calendar, it'd be a hot mess every single day. <laughs> so, you know, Salesforce is great in kind of keeping track of what tasks you have today, tomorrow, coming up, and kind of looking at them. But And then second thing I do is just time block. Like, you have to cut the distractions out. Like, you have to you know, set time aside for emails and you set time aside for calling, like set time aside for this project, like making those kind of chunks of time um, where you're not working on multiple things is also really important. You know, I got to ask it kind of in the vein of this conversation, um, you know, somebody who from the outside, I see you as somebody who's just very driven, gets a lot of stuff done. You're, you're 33 years old. You've gotten, did I say that right? Or 32? Yeah, no, 33. Okay, whoo. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you've gotten so much done in such a short career span comparatively to a lot of other folks. And I just see it as like you just do. You just do, you just do, you, you just have do. To. Like you got to stop thinking about it and do it and try it. I mean, I definitely have sacrificed a ton to get here, um, especially like in personal relationships and prioritizing, you know, what's important. Um is, is hard. It's, it's a daily struggle and a constant battle. And, and you know, it comes down to using your time effectively and, and making sure you're getting the most out of it. But, you know, prioritizing is just huge and you got to get, you got to get stuff done, like make a to-do list, prioritize what's important and then go. But what do you do in those moments when you are not quote unquote succeeding? Like, especially because you are constantly in this startup space where things are not definitively always going up. I mean, it is a constant roller coaster. Yeah. So especially as a leader and especially as somebody who I would imagine has this identity of, you know, kind of forward motion, how do you get through those moments when they are low and when they are, when, when things that you are saying like, hey, what do I need to do to set myself up for success right. for next week? When next week comes around and it doesn't feel successful, like what do you do in those moments? I mean, and I'm talking specifically about, 
like any internal mantras that you talk yourself through instead of beating yourself up over that stuff? Like what personally do you go through in order to get yourself out of those moments? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely have those moments. Everybody does. I think that you, you got to just keep envisioning the dream. Like what is your end goal? What's the end dream? And I think it's hard for some people to understand the steps that it's going to take to get there. And just, you know, um, I was working with somebody the other day and just said, write down, okay, here's where you are and here's, here's where you want to be. What condense it to 10 things that need to happen between point A and point B, and then we'll create which one's most important and just start there. So I think that, you know, road mapping is important. I don't spend a lot of time on it. Um, because I kind of, you know, know, I guess, to say what to prioritize. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a constant struggle to get out of those moments. And, but the longer you're in the moments, the longer you're holding yourself back. So you gotta, you got to figure out, you know, putting the next step right in front of you. Yeah. I, um, I just had a, a phone meeting with my mentor a couple days ago. And I had been, like, in one of these moments, right, where yeah. I'm just, like, in this funk and nasty and, like, you know, like, I totally – am disconnected from the purpose and the mission, right? And so I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like a schmuck because I haven't completed what I promised her I would complete. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so going to fire me. And here is this disgustingly successful multi-dozens of millions of dollars in business, you know, businesswoman who's sitting there telling me, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) She's She's like, Katie, you are amazing when you have a plan. She goes, you're just, you don't have a plan right now. So just make a plan and do the, exactly what you just talked about. Like the uh-huh. figure out where you are, where you want to be, come up with the steps to do it and just go towards that. Like just take the first right. step. That's it. So I'm, I'm really glad you gave voice to that because it's so true. And, and, but I mean, all of us are in getting those moments where things aren't like, so pretty, you know, I all of us do. Hard. I think it's hard sometimes to see, to even determine what you want. Like what is the end goal? I think that that's just a unique challenge in and of itself is really understanding your vision um, and what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. So, um, so tell me a little bit about where are you now as far as kind of this, the status of the company and what's the big vision on where you want to bring it to? Yeah. I mean, it's going great. I mean, we've gone from, you know, zero to 25 employees in a little over a year. Um, we have a ton of venue partners. I want to get deeper, you know, one of our focus right now is just getting deeper penetration and more markets. We have some pretty great penetration in, you know, LA and Chicago, New York and San Francisco and kind of the bigger markets, but getting deeper, you know, um, penetration within those markets with our venue partners, um, will really, will really help us out. So that's a, that's a huge focus right now. Love it. Well, you mentioned something about your personal life before, and I know you're a very, very driven businesswoman, but what kind of things do you like to do for fun? Oh, the, I love to have fun. Um, I love love concerts. I love music. So I love going to those. Um, I mean, honestly, just like hanging out with friends is really fun. You know, I feel like every weekend is different. But I love food. So, you know, eating. Going out Chicago is a great place to be a foodie, too. Oh, it's great. <laughs> the scene is just exploding. Um I obviously go to a lot of events, you know, if there's a new place opening or, um, you know, things like that. I love Seinfeld. So whenever Seinfeld's in town, we go to see Seinfeld. 
<laughs> I love yeah, it. I don't know. Pro- probably pretty normal stuff. Go out and have a good time. Yeah. Have some cocktails. <laughs> Live it up in the city of Chicago. Jaina, <laughs> um, what do you, after all these years of experience and most especially because, you know, you're kind of in this new endeavor, how do you think that you have evolved most as a businesswoman? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, it's kind of what your what you're saying. Your mentor said, like, I think that I'm kind of the same way. I'm very tough on myself, and you know, have high expectations and high hopes. And I think that I've learned to let go of that a little bit um, and try to just be an overall less stressed person because I realize that I'm spending a lot of energy being stressed out when that energy could be, you know, do it, you know, refocused into to moving forward. And so, personally, I think that's probably the biggest evolution um, that I've had since, you know, since I graduated college. Do you have any specific, um, you know, like actual like practices or anything that actually help you do that? Like, do you meditate? Do you count to 10 before you do your next thing? You know, what do you do practically that anyone listening could be like, Oh, I I should try that. Yeah. um, I'm a, I'm a big believer and I love meditation. I'm, I have a hard time kind of shutting it down and seeing nothing. Um, so I'd say I do, I spend probably 45 minutes to an hour every night um, doing like visualizations of what I, you know, kind of the end goal and, and not only business wise, but life wise, um, what, you know, what that looks like. And I, that, that to me is really important. Like that's my kind of time and that kind of resets my energy and resets the focus um, to, to, you know, move forward. But I know meditation is great. Um, I think, I think meditation or visualization for me is great. I work out, I get antsy. So I work out probably five, five days a week. Um, that always helps as well. Keep the stress levels lower. Yeah. I love it. I love the visualization idea. That's very, very good. Very good practice. So, well, Jane, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story here today. It's been amazing, and uh, I can't wait for Event Up just to keep on growing and growing. It's such an awesome platform. So thanks for being here. Thanks, Katie. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Go find out more about Jaina. There are direct links to her website at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 232. That's 232 Oh my gosh, I can't believe we have 232 episodes. That's pretty bomb, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you definitely want to go find out more about Jaina. Um, And you really want to go check out her site. Like, as I was saying in this interview, it's actually really impressive. We do a lot of events. And I, I was surprised at some event space that I had never known about before. And I know event space pretty well and pretty intimately here in Tampa. So it was awesome. Very, very cool site. So go check it out. Um, And remember, if you want to make sure that you're keeping updated on all of these podcasts, as well as all of the happenings and all of the exclusive stuff going on for the Biz Women Rock community, make sure you go opt in at bizwomenrock.com. Because you know why? We do. We do rock. Okay, um, major takeaways from Jaina. A whole heck of a lot of them. The first was that, you know, when you are hiring employees, when you're hiring your team, I loved that she gave, uh, you know, how she chooses five absolute things that she must have in every single employee and and how that really relates to your business. I thought that was genius. I loved the idea that she talked about, um, 
you know, kind of how she prioritizes her day, how she makes sure to always ask herself, what am I doing today to set myself up for success for next week? That's uh, just genius. I love it. And I think the thing I love the most and mostly probably because I connect to it so intimately is, you know, when you do have a downtime, one of the best ways to get out of it is to create, you know, make sure you understand the, the, the vision of where you're going and then create the roadmap on how to get there and just start taking a step forward. That is it. And, you know, all, all of us, I mean, you and I, I mean, all of us go through those low moments and it's just, it's always a kind of a thing of mine to find out, you know, better and better strategies to get out of that. Cause we're going to be low. That's okay. It's just a matter of getting out of it and getting out of it productively. So really enjoyed that conversation with Jaina. I hope you did too. Remember to go subscribe through iTunes uh, Biz Women Rock. You can find us on iTunes and uh, that way you'll get all of these podcasts automatically. Be awesome. All right. I hope you have an awesome day. Can't wait to see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.